Thank you everybody for joining. Love the turnout. This is amazing. Um, thanks to InterNACHI for organizing this and Miranda and Jasmine, everyone thank them, send them a message, tell them thank you because they put in a ton of hard work into this and it is not easy as we're all getting used to this new world. So um, as she said, Kevin, co-founder of Spectora, um, many of you know, you know, either myself or my brother from conferences, um, we typically teach the new inspector class up at InterNACHI headquarters at the House of Horrors which obviously can't happen right now. So we're a little sad about that. Um, I wanna give you guys tips from the biggest and best inspection companies in the country. Um, Spectora, we have over 3,300 um, inspectors that use the software ranging from the single man shop all the way up to uh, a company with 45 inspectors. And so I talked to them day in and day out and I, I specifically went back, um, let's see, let me jump in here. So I've done 50 episodes of a podcast, which sounds crazy because I never thought I'd have a home inspection podcast in my life, but it turned out to be great content. Um, and I talked to inspectors every day for one. And then I also said, Hey, well, how about we just get this recorded and put it out there for you guys to listen to? So you can find this podcast anywhere. I recommend, I'm going to tell everyone to listen to it multiple times, but um, basically it's do what successful inspectors do right and let's learn from the ones that have done it over and over and over again you're going to get a ton of info here but the main thing is to not reinvent the wheel um, don't feel bad saying hey this worked for one guy i'm going to just do exactly what he did that's part of business that's part of growing and so um episode one of the podcast you guys might rec you might might recognize this guy um it was amazing i think he his his advice is timeless but he made the point to me right away, um, especially for you new inspectors, even experienced. There's this feeling of wanting to do everything well or to be an expert at everything and because you're an expert in homes, right? You're an expert in the technical systems. But you don't have to be great at everything. He said to think of it as like a mixing board of like, hey, you have all of these dials and knobs. They're not all going to be turned up to the highest. Um, be okay with a lot of them being in the middle and a lot of the ones being towards the bottom. And that's what you're going to outsource and get help with. Um, Jasmine, I don't know if we've gotten enough answers yet for you to give me a decent read on what our audience is. Oh, you're muted. Let me unmute you. Yeah, we have a lot of newbies here. Um, so it looks like, yeah, there's a lot of people commenting. We have Perfect. results. So yeah, it looks like we have a lot of new people. Okay, great. Thank you. Super helpful. And everyone, thank you for answering that. Um, you know, with 67% of you being new to the business, that one that should be comforting to you to make you realize, hey, we're all like a lot of us are in this together. Um, but for you ex experienced inspectors that are not brand new, um, these are some amazing nuggets and lessons from companies that are growing rapidly for companies that are absolutely crushing it. So um, some other stuff from Ben. Um, so I'm going to go through these one by one. I'll, I'll chat through these but I want to encourage everyone to ask follow-up questions um, right into our chat bubble. Send me a message directly, um, you know, after this, if you want to discuss any of them. Ben was big on falling back on who you are and not thinking you have to be um, this or that, or you have to be like Ben. Um, think about how you speak and how you look and leverage that. Um, and people tend to hire who they like. As an ex-real estate agent, I can tell you being personable and maybe taking time to even ask agents and clients some personal questions goes a very long way. 
Um, Ben kind of mentioned that his calling card was this. He always smiled. So he, his gift, his superpower was he would deliver even bad news with a smile. And so that, I know that sounds kind of weird, right? But um, I, we all know people like this that tend to just be good natured. And I think that that alone can get you business. And that's odd to think about, but try to think of how you even deliver um, news and how you speak because it matters a ton. Um, get your face on everything. Ben's big on that. If you look at his uh, sample website, as a lot of you might have, it's him standing there like this, smiling. Um, I, I encourage everyone, whether we build your site or someone else does, do some headshots, get your face on there. It matters. Um, a big untapped opportunity that Ben mentioned on that first episode was after every inspection, even if it's your first couple, to get a video testimonial, especially if the inspection goes well and the vibe is good. Ask the client, hey, do you mind if I just ask you a few questions and just record on video how your experience was? It's really helpful to my business and can help other home buyers. They'll do it. Not many people do this in our industry, the video testimonial thing. One other point um, for you new inspectors, I think the instinct is to come in and be an undercut on price, right? To be the cheapest out there. I'm not going to say not to do that because I've seen it work and I know inspectors that have started out that way. Some of you might want to think, hey, how can I price my business for profit? And what he means by that is he looked at his expenses right off the bat and said, how do I price these inspections to where I'm actually going to make money and I don't have to do a thousand of them to make a good living? Um, so when you're thinking about it, think of it as a business, as a, how much profit you can make as a business to be sustainable, not necessarily how do I just come in and be cheap so agents use me? Because there's a dangerous precedence that could be set and you don't want to be pigeonholed at 250, 300, um, even 350 in some markets. So think about that. I'll get into another strategy um, later in this talk for that. For those of you that are still in another job, Ben also said, hey, if you spend 60 minutes a night, that's 240 hours a year where you can put into your business, to put into social media, to put into emailing agents, to put into education. Um, and he, he simply asked how much of us have a favorite TV show that we spend an hour a night on. I'm guilty of that. Um, and so I crossed that out because you know what, if you really want to kill it in this business and get off to a quick start, is that worth giving up, uh, you know, your favorite show for a year? I think so. So I, I really think about how you spend your time in the evenings. Um, I know family time is important. Um, you know, so if it's definitely, you know, family bonding time, that's one thing, but if it's mindless entertainment, why not grow your business? And I have, I have a list, I have thousands of ideas for all of you, um, of things you could do. And then if for, for those of you, if you don't like talking to people, if you just dread it, this could be, he said, it might be the wrong business for you. I think you can always hire someone with strengths. If you're definitely not, um, the super socialist, you know, social person where you go out and talk to people, maybe your partner is. And so you can share roles. So some of you get into the business with two inspector with a two inspector team. That's the exception there. But if you're solo, I think you have to start thinking about how much you're interested in people and their stories to do well. Um, episode three, um, Glenn Fricky, he says, diversify your service offerings. I know a lot of you are thinking about radon, about mold, thermal. It's absolutely the right decision. Um, as an ex-agent, I can tell you lots of agents like a one-stop shop. They like just knowing that you can handle all services. Um, also adds to your bottom line. 
it just makes you more efficient from the get-go. So I'd say if it's a couple hundred dollars and you are able to uh, start those right away, it's a good call. Um, Glenn made a simple Google Slides presentation, which is what this is. Um, and I'm, I'll share this with everyone, by the way. Um, he went into agent offices with a simple Google Slides presentation on who he is and how he can help agents. Um, on, again, on how you can help agents, not I have all these certifications, I, 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 no eyes. Um, he was big on dressing up. He put on a button up, he put on slacks. You don't wanna go in there in raggedy jeans and a t-shirt um, because think about it, agents are professionals, they're business people, they dress, they dress, you know, they dress really well. So you just wanna be aware of who your audience is because you're in the business now of relating to agents. Um, and you work on your public speaking by doing it more. I want to, I want to share with everyone. I've been doing YouTube videos and conference talks and, and everything in this industry for years. And it still feels weird. It still feels uncomfortable. Um, but I think the more you do it, the more you get the confidence to articulate yourself and it really pushes you and makes you better all around. So the more you do it, the better, um, start with videos, I would say. Um, and I think YouTube videos, even if no one sees them are a good place to kind of hone those speaking skills that you're absolutely going to need when you get in front of agents. Uh, I think you have to know your market again with the ancillary services. If there's a lot of mold in your area, radon, um, you need those certifications. Absolutely. And then um, Glenn was big on saying, Hey, if you're going to be the super thorough inspector, if that's your brand, right? If you're saying, Hey, I'm going to find every nook and cranny of a home and report on it. Um, he said, charge for that. Because if you're going to spend three hours on site and then three hours at home and you're charging $250, what's your dollars per hour there? It's going to be bad. It's not going to be sustainable. You're going to go out of business. So he, he's big on looking inside and saying, what type of business, what type of inspector do I want to be? And then price accordingly. Um, we all know home inspection prices haven't gone up a ton over the years. And I think that that is something collectively we all want to be kind of mindful of. And Jasmine, I'll, I'll pause in between each kind of episode. And if, if there's questions, you could feel free to, to break me here. Sure thing. Sounds good. Uh, episode eight, Joey Donofrio, one of our biggest companies. I think he's got about 20 inspectors uh, and he's done it in only in five years. Very impressive story. Um, and again, I want everyone to know that all of these people that I interview for the podcast and reference, they're no different than a lot of you. So I want you to know that they just took a different approach. They, they focused on the right things. Um, and that should be exciting to you to know it's all accessible to you. And it's something that you can replicate, um, and really make it in this business. So, um, he was big on networking and finding a mentor. So I think all, the fact that all of you are here and participating is a good sign. Um, I'm big on this personally. I try to be around companies and owners that are doing big things that have great energy. Um, and pretty much every guest I've had on the podcast said, yep, people can email me. They can text me. Some give their personal cell phone numbers. So do not be afraid to get yourself around companies um, that are where you want to be. Um, some of his lessons from Joey, um, you know, a lot of you, just more for the 30% in here, but hire before you're ready. Because a lot of you that are in the business already are busy. You're slammed. And it's scary to hire. I get it. Um, you know, I've had to hire 15 people for Spectora and you never feel ready because it's an obligation. It's money that's going out of your pocket. But um, 
it lights a fire under your ass. And I think hiring before you're ready um, is the key to growing. Um, he thinks in systems and processes for new realtors. So instead of saying, hey, this week, I'm going to send out an email. Next week, I'm going to maybe uh, go to an open house. He put a structure in place to say, hey, every Wednesday, I'm doing this task that helps me get more agents. And I think that's how you have to think. You have to really systematize um, and be disciplined. And I think that's a big theme of saying, hey, every Wednesday from 9 to 11, I'm going to go into an agent office or I'm going to email a handful of agents and ask for coffee meetings. He eventually taught CE credits um, to agents. That's a route that I think you could go early on. So a lot of new inspectors um, that got out the gates really fast and did you know hundreds of inspections in their first year, they offered CE credits. Um, they got certified through the state. So I think you'll have to check on that with your state on how to get uh, certified to teach those classes. Um, office presentations, making videos, social media, three big ways that you can get in front of agents. Um, what we're doing right now is kind of the new world, right? With, with COVID and um, a lot of people working from home. So you have to get comfortable with Zoom. You have to get comfortable with YouTube and you have to get comfortable with social media. I think those are uh, necessities. And again, it's a muscle that we all start off with it, not very strong. And the more you do it, the more effective it is and you gain momentum. This don't worry about perfect. So inspectors are detail oriented by nature. Uh, they're perfectionists. They wait for everything to be perfect. And that is the biggest mistake you can make. And I, I say this to you coming from an entrepreneur that, that has built my own business. And if you wait to make everything perfect, time flies and you just end up going nowhere. Um, so I think taking action is what should kind of be a theme in your mind over and over. Um, you know, I've listened to Grant Cardone books, 10X, where he just talks about taking action over and over and then you refine on the way. So, um, and again, too, I want to share a list of books at the end of this with everybody um, that have inspired me and inspectors. Hey, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, so we do have, we have a question from Desmond. Um, how do you feel about pay to play companies? Ah, um, you know, I got to say, I, I, I'm torn because I understand, um, you know, any brokerage office is trying to monetize or do something that they feel is best for their business. So I, I, I always hesitate to judge any one person or another on what they're doing. I think you have to know your numbers and if you know what you're going to pay, um, and you can kind of ask them of, Hey, how many jobs do you think I can get from this? Or, you know, you look at the list or see how big the list is or find out what your chances are going to be. And then it becomes, I think a math game, a numbers game of, okay, I'm putting in 300 a month here. This is going to hurt. But if I get three jobs out of it a month, great. I'm coming out ahead, right? You're making nine, 900 to a grand off that 300 spend. So it's all about the input and output to me. Um, I think if it's your only option, you got to experiment with it. For, the, for a lot of you out there that say, hey, I just need to get in front of an agent and I'm going to win them over with my personality, charisma, whatever. Um, sometimes it is a meet agents at all costs and there's going to be some, you're going to be in the red. Um, you know, certain states, I know there's maybe laws and ethics around that. So I'd say it wouldn't be my first choice. My first choice would be like, hey, let's get coffee. I'm going to ask you as an agent, what your business is like, what can I help with? What are you struggling with? Great question, thank you. 
uh, episode 10, Dave Metzler, he's, he's local here in Colorado. He operates kind of in the mountains. They have a 10 inspector company, um, customer service and communication. So I can't stress this enough that you got, you all are in the business of customer service and communication, which is very counterintuitive, right? Because many of you have a background in the trades. Many of you, many of you were builders, worked in construction, uh, electricians, that's your wheelhouse, that's your specialty, and that's your comfort zone. Um, and so I think in a future slide, we're going to talk about getting out of that comfort zone, but start priming yourself to say that this is a very customer service and communication heavy job. Um, for the, for the 30% that are busy thinking about hiring, he hires for people skills first and technical second. Um, that just makes sense because he knows at the end of the day, these are humans talking to each other. Um, more for multis or more for the 30%, he creates uniformity in his experience. So every inspection, um, every inspector kind of does the same thing. Their reports are uniform on Spectora. Um, and he views himself as a marketing person. He views every inspector as a marketer because he thinks every time you have an interaction with a client or agent, that's marketing your brand. So I think just when you have that mentality, um, it makes you bring it every time, right? Instead of just saying, hey, I'm going to rapid fire um, try to meet all these agents, or I'm going to just do this bulk kind of lazier approaches. No, think of everything you send out, every hand you shake, maybe not now shaking hands, but everyone you meet as a marketing opportunity. Um, more for multis, he uses Slack for his internal communication. Um, but many of you, a strong admin presence, whether it's a spouse or, um, you know, for a lot of you just starting, I think if you get busy in those first, you know, couple of weeks, months, thinking about a virtual assistant to answer your phones or thinking about a family member or someone to answer your phones is a huge deal. And, and from the book of Nick and Ben Gramico, get a separate phone, have a professional phone that only rings for home inspection. So you know, when, uh, if you're on that first job and it rings or you're sitting around at home, you know, when to answer the phone and you know, what's coming. All right. Um, Dale and Whitney, very personable. He started around the same time. I think we did about four years back and I think he did 200 inspections in his first year. Very impressive start. Um, uh, very personable guy. He's open. He's willing to talk to anybody. Um, I loved this quote from this episode. He said yes to everything in year one. Hey, you texted me at 5. AM. Cool. Yeah. I'm responding. Hey, you need a phone call. Great. Yeah. Let's talk through it. Um, you need me to, to shine your shoes, you know, jump on your roof, whatever. He said yes to everything. And he just took that energy and said, I'm going to just be the guy that says yes to everything. So that mentality alone, I think gave him like amazing momentum in year one. Um, one of his cool lines, and I think you guys can use this right off the bat if you're talking to agents or clients by saying, hey, I'm going to deliver you a report, but that's not the end of our relationship. I'm going to be here for you, um, for you and your clients. And, and everyone, I'll back up because everyone's going to notice the theme here of your job is to make you're working for your clients. Yes. They pay you to do the inspection. Agents are also your clients and you're serving both of them. Uh, accept that fact up front. I think you'll be better off. But um, if you're answering questions for your agent um, or you're answering questions about the report and your agent's not the one getting that call, they're going to love you. Um, so uh, if the service mentality and being personable, isn't you fake it till you make it. He said he, he is personable and, and, as fun of a personality Dalen is, he said certain things didn't come natural, but he just forced himself to continue to say, Hey, I'm going to serve you, whatever you need. Um, 
and he just continued to invest in people. So he had a good one here of being everyone here, being open to reshaping maybe how you view the world or how you think about things and how you communicate. Um, it takes living outside the comfort zone. And I think that's something uh, that I promote at Spectora a ton to all, all 16 of our folks. I say, if something feels uncomfortable and you haven't done it before, that means you should lean into it and do it a little more. And a lot of times that means going to a networking group. That means going to an open house and talking to that agent one-on-one. That means doing a YouTube video, um, learning how to articulate your brand and what you stand for. Uh, that means maybe getting on Instagram or Facebook or these things that we say, hey, ah, I don't know about social media. Trust me, I don't like social media, but I use it because it's necessary, um, you know, and it's how people interact now. Um, it's where people, it's where agents are. So you guys need to know that. Um, mind your hair and grooming. This goes a long way. I think any t- if you're getting a coffee with that first agent, um, dress up, act like it's a job interview. Um, he views every inspection to this day as an interview. So if you definitely are meeting with a group of agents or even one agent, that is absolutely an interview and you need to treat it as such. Um, company polos, a cheap way to look bigger and, and further along than you are. Um, you know, you can do that in any number of places, getting your logo, um, your Internachi logo that they make for you. They make great logos. Everyone needs to be getting that done. And then just, paying attention to how you dress overall, pay attention to the details, obsess over the details because it matters, especially with the small window of opportunity you have with agents. Um, and a re- reevaluate your presentation of everything. You know, it, it, we can all do this better and it, it takes work. So I want everyone to know um, part, of, part of this is being comfortable in your own skin. And then part of it is saying, well, is there anything I can improve on and sharpen up? You know, can I speak a little better? Um, can I hold myself, you know, hold, hold myself accountable a little better. So all great personal development stuff, probably not what you maybe even thought about when you got into this business or are thinking about it, but these are human elements that absolutely will win you business. Hey, Kevin, I have uh, a couple questions that just came in. Um, so the first one is why is there not more marketing towards a home buyer instead of a real estate agent? Wonderful question. Um, that is because that agent home buyer relationship is often through social circles. So most think of how most people find a realtor. It's a friend of a friend, right? And then that agent often is seen, um, that agent often sees themselves as kind of the steward of the, of the transaction. They're often providing those recommendations for home inspectors. I'd say 80 to 90% of the time, it's going to be via an agent referral. So I'm going to caveat this by saying some inspectors, very few that just crushed it with their website, crushed it with social media, crushed it with making videos. They've made it, they've made it, they've made it to that cruising altitude and they've um, gotten business directly from homeowners. It's just such a relationship business and agents are kind of that um, consultant to the buyer and they kind of have in their pocket, those couple inspectors that they know and love and trust. So you're going to get people that search on their own. Usually it's about a thousand people a month in a city, like say the size of Denver. Um, Google tells us there's a Google search volume that you can find publicly tells us about a thousand people a month still search for their own home inspector in Google. So you got to be in both places. And that's the challenge I think, uh, you know, you guys face. And that's where we try to help with building your website, um, getting you off to that good start because 
you have to play the SEO and Google game and be there and have your Google My Business and people find you that way. But then you also have to meet the agents. So you're coming at it from both angles. Outstanding question though. I have uh, one more question for you here. Um, so let me see, it looks like we have another question here that is, do you have any tips for someone who may be a female inspector who's maybe in their fifties? Um, do you have any encouraging tips? Yes, absolutely. That, I have a future slide that we'll get to. I did two podcast episodes with uh, two women um, that are in the Spectora network that use us. And I asked those exact questions. I would say one, play, like understand that um, your strengths are going to be magnified in this business. Um, you know, without knowing you personally, I think it's safe to say, um, you know, women in general can skew towards more empathy and communicate a little more clear than, than, than some men. I'll try not to generalize here, but Carrie Cheek, um, she's actually on a slide in this presentation. She said, you know what? I'm going to go all in on the fact that I just love communicating and I really care about the client experience. And I'm going to tell every agent that I feel that way. And there's going to be a handful of female agents that say like, you know what? You're my, you're my, you're my go-to. I just trust you. And I like you. Um, are you going to get some that won't use you because of, of that dynamic? Yeah. But you're going to get far more that say, wow, you just really care. You give a shit more. Um, and that's going to win a lot of agents. So I'd say, think about what makes you unique. Um, and in this industry, being female does make you unique and think about those characteristics that you can really hammer home, even on the website. I think we made Carrie's website and, uh, one of her top value propositions on top kind of spoke to those, uh, softer skills because that's what this business is about. I, I personally think you're at, uh, an advantage. So hopefully that makes you feel better. <laughs> All right, we've got a few more questions. A bunch of people just wrote in. So the first Great. one I'm going to read to you is, let me see, and you might not have a full answer for this one, but anyone know how to find out how many homes are sold in the area per year slash per month? I've, all, I've asked a few real estate agents, county assessors, and no one can tell me even an estimate, but it's helpful data trying to decide how to market for a new inspector. Oh, I love this question because it's numbers driven. Um, so everyone needs to find a friend that has access to their local MLS um, because they can absolutely pull that data. I had a, I was able to pull that within 10 seconds from the MLS when I was a realtor here. So if basically find a good friend, that's an agent or make good friends with an agent and say, Hey, would you be able to just send me those numbers of homes under contract every month on the first, I'll take you to coffee for it. Um, whatever. And if you don't have that, I just go to Zillow. Um, and I type in, um, home sold in Colorado. And then I change the filters to be for the last year, I believe. And then I zoom out to the state level. And then it gives me a pretty close. Um, I matched it up actually with the Colorado MLS. Um, and I actually have an article or I have a page that actually updates this. Um, I'll put it in the notes. Um, I'll put it in the notes here. But basically, I, I wrote an article on our blog that gave all the transactions in the last month and the number of inspectors and then the number of inspections per inspector in each state to give you an idea of like, hey, this state's the best state to be an inspector. And this one has a lot of inspectors and not as many transactions. Um, so I'll pop that in the chat here in a minute, but I love data-driven approaches to this business. All right, so it looks like, let me see here. We have another one that is, how do we get realtors to stop thinking that our inspections are a deal breaker? 
Uh, <laughs> it's probably one of the best questions we could ask in this industry. Um, I'm going to go out and come out right away and say there's a segment of agents that's ingrained in their mentality. Um, and it's going to be tough to get them to, to think otherwise. I think there's a much broader portion that it just depends on how you put things in context to them. And so I would say in your kind of uh, toolbox of things you say to agents or even on your website and your emails, all your communication, think about overlaying uh, kind of these phrases like, hey, I'm here to do a job for the client and for you, but I'm going to always put things in context and not overly be an alarmist and scare um, your clients or you. But I'm also going to do my job that I'm obligated to do to look out for your client's best interest and my client's best interest. So some of it's refining that language. And I think the most, the phrase that jumps out to me the most from experienced inspectors is, is saying, Hey, I'm going to put, I'm going to put things in the proper context. And I need you to trust me that I'm going to do that and then follow through with it. Um, because I think there, there is a need, um, for inspectors to kind of peacock and say, Hey, you're paying me to do this. So therefore I'm going to make things seem like a bigger deal than they are. And that's what you, we have to keep our egos in check, right? Because you're getting paid, but there's also this weird dynamic with the agent. That's very real. I think the answer is not throwing your hands up and saying, screw you. Like that's your fault. Like that's not working with people that's having ego that's having pride. So remind agents that you, you are a reasonable person and that you're going to, you're not going to freak out a buyer over a baseboard or over a door, you know, over a $20 home Depot trip, like use those examples and let them know. And then they start to trust you more. All right, cool. So we're going to do a couple more questions and then I'm going to let you get back to your uh, presentation. So the next one is who should you market to other than agents and clients? Uh, that's about it, really. Um, I think those are, those are your main sources. I think one, one tip too, is to, um, you know, if you have a website or if you're writing blog content, just network in your circles with anyone that's related to the home inspection or the real estate process. So I think if you check your LinkedIn or Facebook and, uh, you know, there's mortgage lenders, title people, there's a lot of people involved in this transaction, but it's more of, um, I think, going to different places to find home buyers and agents, like networking groups, um, things of that sort. So um, I'm actually going to, I found this link, Jasmine, I'm going to put this in the chat on, in terms of the number of inspections uh, per month. Sure. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, I just have a couple more here for you. So one is... I'm finding that real estate agents prefer home inspectors who don't report the whole story. What is the best way to combat the gap, that gap of a real estate agent understanding the true value of a comprehensive report in lieu of in, an inspector that is insured for every failure and error, submitting a daisies and butterflies report? Uh, it, again, I think context is everything. Um, I think I, I, I only know Spectora reports to how they're broken out in terms of major defects that are in red versus maintenance items that are in blue. Um, so I think you, you want to be very clear with your summary um, filters and your labels in your report. And then I'm a big fan of making a YouTube video of explaining some of the things I just went through to say, hey, my report is not gonna paint a picture that's false. I don't think anyone would want that. And, and if you can relate it to agents um, to let them know that, hey, if you're showing a home that's an absolute fixer-upper and a lemon, 
you're probably saying that to your clients, right? You're probably not going to lie to them, but they do dress things up. And I get that. That's part of, you know, that's part of just agents and how they are. Um, but I think, I think you can hit home on the, on themes like trust and building value for the mutual client by saying, again, everything's going to be put into the proper context. And I'm not going to alarm them over something that isn't a long-term risk factor or safety concern for them. And if you want examples of those things, I would say, talk to some experienced inspectors, you know, reach out to some of these people on the podcast, because some of these are absolute experts on ways to word these most common defects. Um, you know, cause we have lists of the most, you know, the 10 most common defects. You should kind of practice how you're going to word those and give those examples to those agents. So then they, they feel that comfort. If you saying, Hey, if I see a cracked baseboard, um, you know, it may not even make in the report. It might, but it's going to be under this blue kind of deal with later category. And then the agent doesn't have to worry about it. They know the report's going to be filtered already and it's not going to scare them. All right. So I've got one last question for you and then I'm going to let you continue and we'll ask the rest later. Um, the next one is when you talk about how an inspector should dress out here in the West where we don't have basements and crawl spaces and it gets hot in the summer, do you think it's acceptable to wear short pants sometimes? Absolutely. There's no shortage of um, a very stylish professional. I'm wearing stylish professional um, kind of, sh you know, shorts right now. So yeah, I think absolutely with a, with a tucked in uh, branded polo. Um, yeah, there's ways to do it. So yeah, I completely um, think that's fine. All right. So any, any others at the moment and I can crank through. Um, I mean, we do have a couple more if you want to go ahead and tackle them. Um, we have one person who's asking for your thoughts on BNIs. BNIs? Yeah. Um, I think they're great. I, I don't have personal experience with them. I know they're popular in certain pockets of the country. I think show up, I think show up, shake hands, um, any networking group, even if it's one agent there go and, uh, and meet people. I think there's no bad that can come from that, but I think going with the intention of learning about others is kind of the approach there. Okay. And then the very last thing here is from James. What does it look like to meet and greet realtors? Uh, say that again, Jasmine, that cut out for a second. Yeah. Sorry. What does it look like to set up a meet and greet with realtors? Well, um, often it looks like, um, calling a local office, um, a local brokerage office. So a lot of times I'll, you know, you can just search for Keller Williams, Denver, Coldwell Banker, Denver, and, and basically look for, act like you're searching for a real estate agent in your city and town and get a list of all of the offices, all the brokerages that have a physical location. And then you either call or go into that office and meet the front desk lady um, or man and let them know that you're interested in sponsoring a breakfast or a lunch for their team to just find out how you can help them or to teach them about writing a better repair addendum or you know, five common defects that you know in the area. Basically, you're going to have to do a little bit of faking it till you make it. But basically, it looks like you going to the gatekeeper and saying, hey, can I provide a nice breakfast just to get five minutes of your team's time as they're kind of getting going for their day? And then it's another conversation to say, hey, how are you going to prepare for that? What slides are you going to make? What value are you going to provide um, to kind of get to them? But I think getting, it's hard to argue against uh, getting everyone's hearts with food. Uh, and I will say in a virtual digital world, it's exactly like this. It's setting a time and a date to say, um, you know, I'm going to talk about X, Y, Z, make it short and sweet. 
um, write into our chat bubble if you want ideas on, on what to talk about or what to do. Um, you know, I have plenty of YouTube videos, stock videos that kind of show benefits of Spectora's reports and the repair request builder and all these things that make agents kind of go, oh, wow, that's, that's shiny. I, I, you, now you got my attention. All right. Yeah, I think that was all the questions we had. Um, let me see. Ah, here we go. We've got one more. Once I pass my exams, do you recommend going out on my own or should I join a company first? <laughs> I would say this is a great question that's applicable to probably everyone here. I would say <clears throat> if you are, if you find yourself with the time and energy and the willingness to learn and stumble through things like setting up your legal entity, uh, setting up, getting your website set up, um, you know, doing a little bit of social media and marketing, if that excites you and, or if, or if that feels out of your comfort zone, but you're like, you know what, I, I think I can do all this, go that route. If you absolutely know, if you just don't have any confidence in your ability to learn and kind of like feel out of that comfort zone, there's nothing wrong with going with a multi-inspector firm. You know, George Scott's, you know, he's one of them in Northern Colorado where he's got 20 inspectors He's an amazing mentor, amazing person that I enjoy and know personally. You can learn a ton over the course of a couple of years. And a lot of these multi-inspector operators, they know that trade-off. They know you're going to come in and some of their people are going to learn and then go out on their own. Um, so I, I would say if you, I've seen so many inspectors go and do it um, on their own. Maybe I'm skewed and biased because they've all been Spectora users and I know their experience. I'm sure there's others that have done it in other ways, but um, it's never been easier or more friendly for you to set up, hang up your own shingle, get a killer website, start getting reviews. And then that snowball starts rolling. So there's definitely a playbook. I would say if you're open to being out of the comfort zone and feeling like you don't know kind of where the next rung on the ladder is, but you're still climbing. I mean, I, I I'm a big believer that, that there's still so much room to go. All right. Looks like Brittany wants to know how long would you recommend or would you even recommend shadowing with a mentor prior to starting alone? Yes. Uh, I would say shadow with an open mind and also with the knowledge that there is, that we're a mature older industry still at this point that you're gonna, you might meet up with a, you know, a 60 plus year old inspector that is stuck in his ways, frankly. So I, I would say, I would say shadow, but take in lots of information from different people. I think the stuff InterNACHI puts out, I think the content we put out is very modern. Mix that with what's worked well for that inspector. Um, if it's technical, if it's like, hey, how you go around a house, kind of like what you look at first and why, I, I think that's great stuff. I think you can learn a lot there. How they market their business, their website's probably gonna suck. So like, there's gonna be a lot of things where you're gonna be like, okay, I don't have to take that from this guy, but um, seeing the demeanor and how they interact with clients, um, I think is, can, can be helpful, but I want everyone to think for themselves and kind of find their own information too. Cause I think we are, we have been a herd mentality industry where we think because this guy did it well and it worked that it'll work for me. We are in a different kind of era now, um, you know, with the digital world. So good question. All right. Let's see. It looks like we have, um, what is the most competitive state to break into in your opinion? Florida. Yeah, I'd say Florida. Um, 
growing cities and states, it, it's two sided coin though, because a lot of this, lot like something like Colorado, a place like Colorado is growing and booming. So there's more opportunity because more people are moving here and the, the home velocity rate goes up. Um, I would say wherever they're the most inspectors, I think InterNACHI puts out those stats per state. So look at that, pair it with, you know, I sent that article in the chat um, of top states to be a home inspector. Check out that article that I linked to. Um, did that come through, Jasmine, um, to everybody? Yeah, I believe so. Cool. Um, let me double check really quick, but I believe we did get that link. Yes, it went to all the attendees as well. Um, and then I'm going to ask one more question here, and then really I'm going to let you go ahead and continue with your presentation. Um, so a couple people have posted, um, they're getting discouraged about finding a ride-along experience or finding a mentor. Um, so they're looking for some advice on that and if they should be paying for it or if you can find an inspector who will do it for free. Yeah, I think there's enough helpful good. I mean, and again, maybe I'm, maybe I have rose colored glasses on because I, I interview people on the podcast that are just wonderful, helpful people that take texts and calls and will zoom with people and meet up at conferences and help them. You know, I, I can't blame someone for charging for their time, but I, I think you can find mentors in a different way. Um, now in terms of the in-person experience, you might have to travel a little further to find the right fit. Um, it's at Spector, it's, it's literally one of the things I'm most proud of is our community and network of just like really helpful inspectors that take the time to talk to someone in another state that doesn't know what they're doing and help them along and do a zoom call with them. Um, and so I'd say, keep looking in different places. Um, you know, like the forums probably not going to be the friendliest place. They'll probably just bully you and, and tell you, you should know that and you're dumb, but, um, there's other places just know, I think our, our user group's great. Um, and I shouldn't say that. I think there's great people in the forums too. Um, but I think the old guard kind of hangs out there and, and kind of muddies up the experience for the new optimistic inspectors. Um, because you guys should be around high energy, high vibe people. And if you listen to 50, ep the 50 episodes of the podcast, guarantee you're going to reach out to one of them and guarantee they're going to be happy to help you and, uh, and be a great experience. That's all I can say on that. Excellent. Okay. So um, it looks like there's just a follow-up question on the link that you were sending here. Um, is there any research resource for Canada, top places in Canada? Uh, I, I would say, you know, Zillow, Redfin, um, Trulia, they, they aggregate as much data as they can from the MLSs. Um, and so I, yeah, I bet we could find some data up there pretty easily. Um, something I could look into for you after the fact. All right. I think that's all the questions that they had for you for now. So yeah, go ahead. Cool. We'll power through this. I know we want to get everyone out of here, like five till 10 till, um, I can share this deck. I'm probably going to do a YouTube video going through all this. So, um, if everyone goes to youtube.com slash spectora, subscribe to our YouTube channel, I'm going to put a video out on this. Cause I think this is all important stuff and I'm not going to be able to get through it all. Um, George Scott, one of the most refreshing biggest companies in the country. Um, Let's go through his keys to success. Having an even keeled personality. He thinks having that emotional balance is key. Um, you have to have the best technology. They came to us, they came over to us from a competitor. So he, you can just talk to him about his experience. I think he's all about being on the forefront of technology because agents typically are on the forefront of technology. And then you got to have good knowledge of homes. Everything InterNACHI is going to teach you, um, you know, and through their education read more. So I have a list of books from George Scott. I'll put this in the chat. 
um, here in a minute, but he reads voraciously. Everyone should be reading um, more, including myself. This isn't from a high horse, but I think we can all read more. Um, this one's more multi-inspector geared. Um, he just says, being friendly and caring is a form of liability protection. I think that's a great quote. Um, Bill, um, he is a wonderful inspector that uses Spectora. He is in his third career as a home inspector, got into it from scratch. He said the consistency was the key. He said he, this episode's great. And, and for those of you that asked the question of that, that feeling discouraged, he kept showing up to those meetings and it's going to feel like a lot of work with no payoff. And I think it's, you know, that's always darkest before dawn thing. I've seen things, I've seen the tables turn for people in month two, three, four, so I think you have to stay in it if you can, if your, you know, your budget and your family structure allows for it, but he just kept showing up and, and stuck with it and was genuinely curious. And a, he's a great guy. You know, if you ever meet him at a conference, um, he sends out Starbucks cards and chocolates, you know, sometimes, uh, you just win people with, with caffeine and chocolate too. Grant Waller, um, he used technology and promotions to get in front of agents. This could be one of the most helpful things for a lot of you new inspectors to hear. He started three years ago. He's got three inspectors now doing about thousand plus a year inspections. He, he, he had a friend who was an agent. He got an email list of all the agents in his area. He just, he just did the, the spray and pray approach. So he just sent out a mass email through, I think, MailChimp or SendGrid um, and did a promo. So he went the price route and went lower, but then he let them know very in a very strict, candid way um, that this is an introductory price. This this is you know how we met, but I provide a lot more value above and beyond that. And you got to stick to that, but have confidence in the fact that you're going to be able to get your foot in the door and then win people over. Um, so for him, mass emails and newsletters was the key. And that's all he did. So it can be done. John Robinson out of San Diego. Uh, he's ex-Marine. He's just relentless. Uh, I, maybe that part of that comes from the Marines, but I think anyone can build this into their approach to just say, you know what? I am going to reach out to 20 agents a day for the next month and just see what the hell happens. Write it on the wall. You know, I'm a big believer in writing goals on the wall and, and having an accountability partner. Write into us, tell us your goals. Like we'll be there for you to help you hit those goals, but stick to it and just find a way. Um, he's a big proponent of going all in on a high quality website from the start. Um, he, he says you cannot skimp on this in a digital world. Um, you can check out if you Google John Robinson inspection group. Um, I think we built his website, uh, his second version of it, but he, someone else built it initially. Um, he's got like 500 Yelp reviews. He started on Yelp from the beginning. Google or Yelp should kind of be your, your first go all in on, um, couple other things there. Uh, this is the only quote from Steve Whittington's episode, which is great. If you're not good at something, that's your new favorite thing to do and stumble through it and just know that it's okay to feel that insecurity. It's, it's normal um, to feel like, ah, I don't even know if I'm doing this right. But, um, you know, we, we try to be there for every one of our inspectors that write in and have questions around any of this. Um, we can be your sounding board and, and kind of gut check things. Um, Ruben Salzman, this, this ain't fishing, it's farming. Think of it as patience. You got your reel in the water, you're, you're fishing, um, or you're not fishing, you're farming, you're building for the long term. Basically, you're not just looking for the, the quick catch. You're, you're, uh, you're doing this for the long term. He did it through blogging from the beginning on his website. Kind of an advanced tactic. Um, let me know specifically if that's an area you want to get into. 
uh, Carrie Cheek for you females that are here. She kills them with kindness. It was a great episode. She's just, she's so unbelievably sweet and great at what she does. Um, egoless, egoless inspecting was her thing. Um, she doesn't have an ego. She has empathy. She meets people halfway, just runs a wonderful business. Um, and she has conversations with people. Um, last one, Adam Pontier, great guy. One of my favorite episodes. He, he goes in deep on communication. So I think for any of you that maybe run into those agents where you're like, ah, they think I'm a deal breaker, this or that, anything communication related. Um, he's great. Um, he puts extra effort into his relationship building. He goes out and gets beers with some of his agents and coffee and meals, events. He's big on mirroring. I think that's just kind of a personality skill. There's probably a ton of books on that. Um, he uses upsell emails through Spectora Advanced. To, if, so anyone that does ancillary services, you should have automatic emails that go out to every client that does not book radon or mold with you and offering that saying, did you know? And be more aggressive with that because customers don't know what they need. So your automatic email should be firing and we can help you set that up. Um, but he, but he boosted his average revenue per inspection by 50 bucks overnight, which is amazing. Does wonders for his family and his company and his bottom line. Um, all right. We sped through the rest of that, but again, I'm going to do a video going deeper on these. Um, if anyone wants this deck, um, reach out, let us know in the chat, um, or right into our chat bubble at, at Spectora. Um, we have a team, team of four wonderful ladies that are on there that could help you out. Um, I encourage everyone to ask more questions, to reach out to these inspectors that are on the podcast, um, ask for examples of things like you guys did here with me. Um, I think this is so valuable to you and um, seek out the high vibe, high energy people. If someone just makes you feel a little icky or you're just like, ah, it's like, it's like extracting, um, you know, data from this guy is exhausting. That's the wrong person. You're wrong the, around the wrong energy and the wrong people. So I think you got to seek out the high energy the innovative people in this industry. Um, I'm biased. I think that's that's all we're about at Spectora is keeping that high energy, high vibe innovation going. Um, and then get on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. And then um, I might be interviewing some of you guys here in a few months. So I think I I love hearing people's journey as they're going through it and, and how we can help out with it. So, um, all right, I sped through it. Jasmine, any burning questions that came in or ones where you're like, oh, they need to hear this? Yeah, well, um, we had a few requests here for some more tips about multi-inspector companies. Ah, yes. Um, tips. I would say efficiency um, is, is key. We're getting a ton of multis that are switching to us because they have team inspections and that they use our app and get them done faster. So then one person's doing one section of the house, the other's doing the other. They both hit save and it syncs up to the cloud. Um, so if you're not using us, switch to us. That's an easy tip. But I would say also having a strong admin presence and automating as much as you can. I think a lot of multis start running so fast that they're just answering emails, texts, calls, and then the business runs them and they're kind of that owned owner. Um, I would say email me if you're a multi, um, you know, we're, we're working with some multis that are in the thirties and forties of inspectors. I just want to pass along their tips to you. And I don't even, you know, I don't care if you end up using Spectora, like, let me transfer some of that knowledge from these inspection companies that said, Hey, when I was at two inspectors and three inspectors, I got bogged down with X, Y, Z. And here's what I did to address it. But in general, I would say automate more of your communication and messages. And that'll, that'll help. 
Excellent. Um, and then it looks like a lot of people are bringing up how they want um, copies of this presentation or if you could send them like the link. So uh, if you want to bring up where that's going to be available. Um, let's see where <clears throat> I would tell everyone if, if they can go to youtube.com slash Spectora and then just subscribe there. Cause I'm going to make it a point to make this my next video going through this. And then I'll also include a link. I'm going to embed this on our blog and I'll put that link in the YouTube video. So, um, subscribe to the YouTube channel or just write into our chat at spectora.com. There's a little chat bubble at the bottom, right? And then we'll get your name on a list to send this out to. Excellent. Okay. And then, um, it looks like James is asking what program do you recommend for inspection reports? Spectora. Easy. Uh, you know, I say that half jokingly, I, I tell everyone to try every, try every other program out there. Um, I believe we've, we've firmly, um, you know, established ourselves as kind of when new inspectors get in the business, they tend to use Spectora because of the modern reports. It gives you the best chance for an agent to actually say, oh, that's fresh, modern report. It makes my life easier. Cool. I'll use you. Um, you can't go into this business and think you can crank out a 80 page PDF like they've been doing for 10 years. And, and I think you have a chance to stand out. Um, if this is a business that you can make six figures from within a year, it's worth spending some of that money up front. And I know not everyone has it. I know there's, you know, especially in this economic environment, there's challenges, but if you do have that runway or the, the money to invest, you know, it, it, it's $99 a month. If that gets you 10 inspections in your first month, you just 10 X your investment. So I'd say, do not skimp on a website, on your mobile phone, on the software. Um, because yeah, you could find free software, but nothing is free. That's what I want to encourage everyone to know is that you can be the cheap Charlie on multiple fronts, but um, I haven't seen it work too well in this day and age. And that's, and that's just the truth. That's not speaking from a, a Spectora bias. Gotcha. Okay. And then um, looks like we have another one. What have you found to be the most effective way to get reviews? Ask up front, include a Google link in your inspection report email or an inspection follow-up email. Uh, all the above. I think most people are not aggressive enough and they think they're bothering people. Um, we have a integration with blip. So I think if you use blip, that'll kind of supercharge it. Um, they're the way that their system for asking for reviews in an automated way tends to get through more. But I would say, if you don't want to pay extra for a service like blip, mention it on site, shake hands with every buyer and say, Hey, as a local business, I would really appreciate if you could leave me a review, you're going to get an email in about two hours. There's going to be a link in there. It would really help my business. Um, that's what we thrive on in these times. That takes you 10 seconds to say. And so um, if you're using Spectora, you can do this in your automated emails and text messages, and you can set exactly when that email goes out after the report. So if you know when it goes out and you say it to someone and then they get the email, your, your conversion rate is going to go from probably in the single digit percentages I've seen as high as 70% people leaving reviews. All right. And then we have another one. Are most Spectora users using phones or cameras for pics and videos? Uh, phones and tablets. Um, most of our inspectors have transitioned from the old school point and shoot DSLR camera um, to doing it on their Android device or their iPhone or iPad, because then you're doing 90% of the inspection on site. And then you're getting our average inspector spends 15 to 30 minutes at home proofreading a report uh, before sending it out. And then they go spend time with their family. So 
it still shocks me to this day and age that some people spend a couple hours on site and a couple hours at home, but um, that's the beauty of our mobile app. I think that it, it allows you to do it on site quicker and more efficient. Um, and then you're just proofreading at home. That's how it should be. All right. And then let's see, we have another one that says, um, as far as writing our reports, what is the biggest tip you can give as far as correct verbiage and such? Um, I'd say the more concise, the better. And that's the op that's the opposite of the, the typical instinct to overwhelm them with words and CYA. One of a, the, one of the podcast episodes with Melissa Kuhn, she's actually on the board that judges inspectors when they get sued in their reports. And she said, it often is worse off for the inspector, the more words they put in a report. So think about that for a second. She's saying the ones that have more images with more annotations that are high quality, that ends up better for the inspector, as opposed to they come down harder on judgments when um, inspectors try to word things too much because that can, that's, pictures are unequivocal. Pictures, pictures are basically undeniable if you have a picture with an annotation. If you try to explain your way into something and to talk about the severity, to me, that just makes sense that that's gonna carry more risk. So I'd say more concise, more visual, um, you know, and our reports lend, our reports are known for being the most visual in the industry. And I think that's what agents and clients love because none of us read anymore. We all just look at pictures, right? Like we, that's how we all are. So good question. It looks like a lot of people are asking about pricing for Spectora. So I don't know if you want to review that a little bit, but yeah, sure thing. So we have a free trial. So for anyone here, um, you can do five paid inspections on our free trial. So you can get paid $1,500 to $2,000 before signing up. And it's $99 a month for unlimited inspections. Or if you do a jumpstart plan, that's our most, um, I guess, purchased package. Um, it's going to be $1,599 with that InterNACHI discount because you all get a discount just for being members of InterNACHI. So I'll, um, I'll share the coupon code here for jumpstart and what that's going to the jumpstart plan is going to get you software for a year, a brand new website that we build and design, and then hosting of that website for a year. So if you think about all that, that basically says, Hey, I have all this stuff covered for a year. Um, and that's 1599. That's what 90% of InterNACHI members end up buying. So I'll put a link, um, or I'll put that discount code in the chat here in a second. Excellent. And then uh, let me see, we have a question from Eric who says, where can I get training on how to use Spectora? Um, you can go to our YouTube channel. So I have a startup series there that I filmed myself. Um, YouTube.com slash Spectora. And then we also have webinars and demos two times a week. Uh, Dave, one of our leading onboard, one of our onboarding specialists. Um, so right into our chat bubble, go to Spectora.com at the bottom, right? There's a green chat bubble. And, um, ask there when you can get in on the next webinar. And then if you need help too, we, we answer that chat bubble, um, six days a week, 10 or 11 hours a day. And we typically answer within one minute. And so when I tell people, Hey, when you pay $99 a month for software, you're getting more than just something that produces reports. We have a team of 16 people, um, six people on the support bubble that answer you with, with any questions. It looks like a few people have also been asking um, basically for comparison on how Spectora holds up um, compared to other softwares. So um, for example, someone was asking about how you compare to tap inspect. Yeah, again, that's um, 
similar to what I just mentioned, we're a team that's in this business. I believe they are, they are family owned just a couple, you know, one or two of them that kind of just run it. And tap inspect is an app that makes a PDF report. Uh, Spectora has an app and then we have a desktop platform to where you can look at your metrics. You can send out your agreements. You can manage getting paid. Um, pretty much everything you need to run a business. I believe with a lot of other softwares, you need them plus um, like a back office software to manage all the other things. So I would say to have everything bundled in one place for one price, that's going to be your biggest advantage. And then also um, I've gotten feedback from inspectors that our user interface um, and the app is just basically, uh, sorry, I'm just putting in the, the jumpstart coupon code there for 200 bucks off. Um, but basically using the mobile app is going to make you so much more efficient that once you get up and running, you're making more per hour. And I think people don't realize that when they're new, I think they just get going and think that's the only way to write reports and that it should take this long. And then before they know it, they're running a less efficient business. So I, I would just say, yeah, we have, I mean, the fact that we have multi-inspector companies now, you know, up to 40, 50 inspectors that have switched to Spectora tells us that we're doing something really right on the efficiency side and in terms of the report presentation. So um, check out our dashboard. I think our free trial will say it all if you log in and go to the dashboard and see, wow, there's all this stuff in here that I get um, for this price. I think, it, you know, knowing other software that's out there in the world, I'm like, wow, this is a great deal. We do have QuickBooks integration, by the way, Steve. I saw that question just come in. Yeah, it looks like someone else was asking if um, your software includes scheduling software on the website for online scheduling. Absolutely. That's one huge reason that I forgot to mention just now is that we have an online scheduler where you can add your pricing for square footage, for distance from your house. All of that can be pre-configured to where when, say, me going onto your site, I book an inspection, it's going to calculate all those rules that you put in and spit out a price to me. So then you're not driving halfway across town and not getting paid for it. So um, again, that's part of one of the videos on our YouTube channel of setting up the online scheduler, part of our startup series. Check it out. All right. It looks like someone else was asking if you can do commercial reports. Yes, we have the InterNACHI uh, commercial template in there. And let's see, it looks like we had some more questions. Um, let's see, so it looks like they want to see, can we personify sample reports in text? Also, would it be possible for me to translate that to French? Um, that's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. Um, I think browsers now, like the actual web browsers translate for you. Um, we don't have a French version, but I think browsers can translate pretty well now through Google Translate. Um, but write in again, write into our chat bubble with any of these questions and, uh, you know, our team's happy to help you out. All right. And let's see. I love my current web designers slash host and plan on keeping them. If I decide to do the $99 only for access to report software, am I losing a lot of the benefits of the jumpstart program? Uh, no, you can keep your website. Um, you can still embed the online scheduler into another website. It's just a, it's a snippet of code that we give you. Um, I think you still, you gain, the biggest thing is the reports and the report writing. Um, and so, and the, and the back office stuff will still work. So you'll still be able to use the online scheduler. You'll still be able to get paid before the inspection and get your agreement signed digitally. So yeah, by all means. 
All right, and let's see. It looks like um, Salvador has a question um, for you. Um, he's just interested in a little bit, learning a little bit about your background and how you got started in the industry. Ah, I appreciate that. Um, so I went to school for finance. I was a finance major. Um, I went to work at Charles Schwab um, as a financial advisor for six years after college. And then um, after that, I went into another job, financial advising. And then I was a realtor in Denver for five years, as well as spending time at Home Advisor slash Angie's List um, now. Worked at Home Advisor. I worked on their SEO team. So that's where I got my expertise in um, in digital marketing, building websites, knowing how to get them found on Google. And that drives a lot of what we offer for our inspectors. And, and we put out a ton of information and education on that. But um, when I was an agent, we, we had a friend uh, approach us whose dad used one of our competitors. And he said, guys, this industry needs some innovation. Like there's been no tech innovation in this industry. And, uh, and we, we just, we decided he was right. And we started building it and getting feedback from people just like you all. And, um, and, you know, and now we have 30, 3,400 inspectors across, across the country and in multiple English speaking countries. Um, and just an amazing group of people and inspectors that I think are all doing great things for our business. All right. And we have another one from Randall. I use Spectora, but need to start a new template for a property review company. Simple overview of property, not a detailed inspection. Can I develop a new template for this on Spectora? Yes. This is the beauty of it, everyone. Like you can customize your template to be one section, one item, one defect, like you all the way up to, um, we've had someone inspect a baseball stadium of all things in Puerto Rico. So that was pretty amazing. But yes, you can customize the template um, to pretty much anything you want. You can start from scratch. You can clone a template. You can get it from our template center. Um, we have inspectors that share their templates in our template center, and you can actually take their template and use it. Um, some of them sell it for money because they've made it, they've curated it for 20 years. Um, but there's a handful that just share their template willingly and their experienced inspectors that are good. And so I love that. Does Victoria have Square integration just like QuickBooks? Yes, we have Square integration. Um, we have a white labeled Spectora payments where it's, it's, a, it's a lower rate, 2.75% for your online payments. Um, if you hear of rates like way lower than that, be, usually there's fees involved, but we've negotiated a pretty good rate through our payment system. I also saw another one that says, should I collect payment um, before the inspection? Absolutely, 100% of the time. Um, very few edge cases. That's what software does for you though, is when they schedule the inspection, we automatically send an email to them asking to sign the agreement and pay. And then even if you publish the report, it's going to kick them back to that screen to sign the agreement and pay. So they can't even see the report and we handle all that through the software. I think new inspectors should never be fighting or emailing a client or an agent saying, having that conversation, just you get to blame it on your software and it protects you. Thank you to you all putting in the comments. Glad I chose Spectora. Excellent software. Turnkey business solution. Thanks, Russell. Um, online or phone? That, Eric, that's a good one. Um, I think the better your website, the more people are going to book online. So that's why I tell people like do jumpstart, get the online scheduler on there and you can just direct, you can train your agents from the start. Um, to basically just go to your website. Cause if they, if you set that precedence early on to call you every time, it, it's, it can be dangerous. If you get busy, you'll feel it quickly and you'll feel like you're on the treadmill, you know, running 20 miles an hour quickly. So 
create the online experience and let people know like, Hey, this is going to get you everything you need because I'm seeing a lot of big companies use the online scheduler. Uh, Luke, yes, we are saying that we have lots of people switching over, um, from ISN to Spectora, um, to kind of wrap the report writing and back office stuff into one. Um, we're seeing it every day and I think it, it, we try to improve on the experience and if it saves you money, wonderful. That's, that's the Holy grail. That's the best case scenario. We have someone else who was asking how long does the website setup take? Uh, it can be as little as two weeks or it can be as long as, um, two months, depending on your edits and feedback. So it's not just a, you tell us to make it and we make it. We actually send you an email with a first draft. You give us edits and revisions. We kick it back to you. That process, uh, when an inspector's on top of it can take two to three weeks. Um, we are a little backed up right now. So like if you signed up today, we could probably start your site. I would say, um, beginning of November. Um, for those, for anyone that's on an absolute time crunch, we do have rush options, but um, we can talk about that uh, privately. Oh, um, for the books, go to that episode of the podcast. So find Spectora Spotlight is the name of the podcast. And if you find the George Scott episode, there's going to be a, a ten a list of ten books that he's read that helped influence him uh, in this business. So check that out. Um, again. If I, if I skim over anything or forget anything, write into the chat bubble and I'll actually jump on there um, and chat with any of you that want to uh, chat over the next day or two. Do multi-agent companies need to pay for multiple accounts? Uh, yes, but they are discounted. So the second inspector plus is going to be um, cheaper. It's going to be $69 a month or $49 a month if you pay uh, annually. If you pay up front, it gets even cheaper. So um, ends up being a pretty good bargain because if there's two of you, you're doing inspections, hopefully twice as fast um, and more efficient, and maybe you can do two, three a day. So yes. Good question, Luke. Do you have a promo code for the software only package? I do. Let me put that in there. Um, and Eric, I think I saw we got up to 290, which is pretty amazing um, in terms of attendees. So thank you all. That, I think that's awesome. Tells us we're doing something that's worthwhile. Um, sometimes... I just talk and hope it's uh, helpful to you guys. So there's a couple other coupon codes for everybody that just wants to do monthly or annuals. Uh, Shannon, thank you. If you're not listening to Spectora Spotlight, you need to. I'm not a Spectora user, but it's my favorite podcast. I get annoyed when I don't see any new episodes. Shannon, I know I'm trying to crank these out as fast as I can. Uh, trying to find guests. I think uh, there was a little lull there for a while. Um, Mike and I actually just recorded an episode where we talk about the state of the industry. I'm going to publish that probably today or tomorrow. So everybody make sure um, you subscribe you know, to the podcast and on YouTube. I'm, it's a video as well. So I'll put it out on YouTube. Thanks, Shannon. Uh, are the websites templates or more custom, Michael? They're a little bit of both. Um, we start with a template and then we have our designers add in some fun custom elements and put on their own little spin. We all we have a questionnaire that actually goes to you when you sign up for a website, and then you can include links to say, "Hey, make my site look like this," or, "Hey, here's a link from Apple's website. Can you make this look fancy?" Um, and we will. So it's I I think it's the best of both worlds. We're able to do them quicker and for cheaper because we start with a template. I think a lot of you, if you go to a local agency, um, you, they might try to charge you two or three thousand dollars for a website. I would advise against that for our industry. Um, even if you don't use us, I would advise, you know, finding someone that knows our business, knows our industry, um, 
and can get you what you need. Something pretty that's functional. It doesn't need to have a thousand pages. <laughs> Michael Hill, you found the coupon code. Great. Um, all right. Jasmine, I know we went way over, but I appreciate all the questions. This is great. Um, did, did you see oh, any that I, did you see any that I missed? Yeah. Um, we, we're actually, we're not going over. We're doing good on time for right now. I think we still have about uh, 20 minutes left. So we're good on that. Um, it looks like there were a few more questions. Um, looks like Luke wanted to know if the cost includes the cost of website and domain maintenance. Uh, includes the web design and the hosting. You buy the domain on so, somewhere like GoDaddy. I always recommend go to GoDaddy, buy your domain there um, because we're not a domain reseller. Usually the domains are going to be, you know, five bucks, six bucks, seven bucks a, a month or a year, I think. Um, so buy your domain on GoDaddy. We'll ask you that question in the questionnaire. So once you sign up for Jumpstart, you'll automatically get a questionnaire. And one of the questions will be, where did you buy your domain? What's the login? And then we kind of do all the backend hooking up. Um, that's part of what you're paying for is us to do the, um, the DNS transfer and all that nerdy stuff on the backend. Um, Can website colors be customized to a specific PMS code? Yes, absolutely. So we ask you that in the questionnaire as well. So, and, and if InterNACHI made your you know, logo, cool, we'll match colors to that by default. But if you have a certain color palette, yeah, you include it in the questionnaire and you are assigned a specific web designer, either Sarah, Madison, or Rhea. Um, I love that we have an all-female web design team. They kick ass, by the way. They're, they're all wonderful. And I think you guys will love them. Um, super fun people. All right. Uh, like, um, all websites are, are all websites mobile friendly. And also if I already have a website, can you take content from that for a new one? Great questions, Michael. Yes. And yes. So we do check on mobile devices and tablets that it renders properly, that the scheduler works, um, that it looks beautiful. That's part of the reason for any of you that have an old site, look at it on a phone. Like if you have to pinch and zoom, uh, you might be due to refresh it. Um, and that's the danger of building it yourself. I think is like looking at all those little details um, if you don't want to deal with it. And we love when you have an existing site, Michael, because it gives us some content, gives us somewhere to start from. And then we're kind of just putting that new fancy siding on it um, and, you know, new windows and kind of just dressing it up um, to look more modern. Uh, shout out to Home Advisor. I saw that. I think, uh, you know, for any of you, I, I think if you go to a forum and ask, everyone's going to say, oh, Home Advisor sucks. They, they're going to steal your money. I've heard from some inspectors that, they've built their business starting on home advisor to meet agents. Because if you pay for a lead, guess what? You might meet a real estate agent as a result of that, that might send you 20 more jobs over the next year. Guess what? That $75 lead or whatever just turned into $6,000 worth of business. So they're, they're, the ROI on meeting agents can be very, very great. Um, so just something to keep in mind. I wouldn't rule out paying for leads anywhere. Um, just because an old, an old school inspector that has relationships for 20 years, of course, he's not going to be paying for leads. He's been doing it for 20 years. So it's like, listen to, uh, either people in your position or people that maybe, uh, aren't as jaded or, you know, entrenched in the industry. All right. looks like we've got, um, someone else asking if you do advertising. Uh, we do. We have a we have a partner that helps with SEO. One agency that we work with that um, is great with helping you basically do um, advertising campaigns. It's called geofencing, and what you can do is you can actually target a group of agents that just live in a certain area or that work in a certain office, and you can show them ads for your home inspection company. It's it's 
it's amazing and it's 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 just technology at work. So um, write into our chat and we can talk more to connect you with the right people on the advertising front. Um, Michael, SEO optimized. Yes, we do build the sites with uh, the SEO basics of title tags, keywords. Um, I want to let everyone know SEO is a very, it's a very deep rabbit hole. It's no longer just something you do once and then you show up first on Google. If there's anything I can impress on you, it's table stakes are a nice website that's fast, mobile friendly. And then from there, think of it as building a relationship with a person. You have to keep showing up with good content month after month to actually start rising in the rankings. You don't just show up a day one and get to the top. It takes writing blog posts. Um, so if anyone is inclined, if anyone's writing inclined, or if you know someone that writes well, um, we used to do it for inspectors. It's a tough thing to do, um, to write content as if we're part of your business, but just get it in your mind. Um, go to Ruben Saltzman's blog, structure tech. Um, they're a multi-inspector company out of Minnesota. He blog, if you want blog talk is go to structure tech, I think.com or just Google structure tech home inspections. Um, tons of ideas of what to blog about. I think that right there, maybe 2% of you will do it, but the ones that do, you're going to end up ranking highly in your area when someone searches for a home inspector in like six months, usually. Can you do reports at the inspection site offline with Spectora? Absolutely. We have people in the mountains, in the hills, uh, in the desert. Um, all you need to do is open up your app when you're at home on Wi-Fi, and it imports the inspection for the day. And then you can literally go into airplane mode and uh, do your whole inspection at the house um, without any connection. And then once, you, once you're back into Wi-Fi or cellular data, you just hit sync and it saves to the cloud and then is on your desktop to proofread when you get home. Let's see, we've got a few more questions here. Um, does the program include report forms for the state of Texas? Yes, we have a, gosh, I think we're up to maybe three or 400 um, companies in Texas. Some of the biggest companies in Texas use us uh, like Brian and Brian, Hederman, Greenworks. Um, so yes, rest assured, we have, if we can satisfy them who do thousands of inspections a year, we got you. Excellent, and let me see, how do you feel about call centers for new inspection companies? You know, um, you know, I'm torn. I think, uh, I think if you have the budget and you're getting tons of calls right away, it could be good. But I think I personally believe to make an impression on those first handful of agents, you want you or your website or your spouse, someone that knows your business intimately and really is speaking from, uh, from your point of view or really speaking on your, on your behalf it's hard to argue against you being the one to build that, have that energy and relationship, right? It's like, I'm doing this talk. It's like, I would have a hard time asking someone on my team to do this because I own the business. You know, I'm going to give you the best energy. I'm going to really give you a feel for who we are and what we do. So I've had some single inspectors that have gotten busy, use virtual assistants, like one person that they can train. Um, that might be more cost efficient. And it's one person that you can do a zoom with and say, Hey, let's get to know each other. And then they're now speaking your language and they're, they're really asking those questions. They made their upselling rate on, you know, like there's, there's a, I know call centers do that too. Um, but they have a business too, you know, and they're trying to answer calls for multiple, uh, inspectors. So I, 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 I'd skew away from it to start. Um, just cause I think it's not cost, it's cost prohibitive to an inspector. 
All right, let's see. And it looks like we have, uh, Greg was asking, I'm trying to service sm several smaller cities in two states. Do you have any tips for breaking into the fairly tight-knit realty groups? Um, you know, I, I view this in, in so many different ways because it's like it's like relationship and like social dynamics. So um, I would say find, like doing some research. So I think if you go to some of these realtors' websites or blogs or social media, you can kind of uh, start to infiltrate to, for lack of a better term, where it's like, hey, you follow all them on Instagram and Facebook. You start commenting on posts and not just liking posts, by the way. I think when you comment, make it thoughtful. Like if they have a picture of something they're doing with their family and you have that in common or really taking at least that extra second or two to write something um, thoughtful, do that. Um, find some common ground or interest. And then eventually it turns into maybe an email or, hey, let's grab coffee or, hey, I noticed your office is here. I'm always find an excuse to be near their office or find an excuse to be near their nearest Starbucks. Um, you know, and buy someone a coffee. And so I would say there's no shortcut to it. I think small knit, tight knit groups, you have to build trust. And I, I find there's no better way than finding some common ground um, and just genuinely wanting to get into that group. Um, you know, it can't be for purely business purposes, even though that might be your motive and kind of the end game, there's gotta be some human interest there. So I'd say keep focusing on that common interest. Um, you can learn about them through social. All right. It looks like we have another one here. Do you recommend a small or a big company, one man show or get a crew going? Um, I've seen, I've seen both work basically. So I think if you work, if you have a partner in mind, if you have someone that has a similar vision or goals to grow a company together, Mike and I have grown Spectora together to 17 people now. Um, and we've done it well, we're brothers and it's great, but there's certain people that just don't work well with others that want that control and don't want to ask bounce something off someone or ask someone. So think about if you're, if you're more skewed to just being that independent entrepreneur um, versus, Hey, I'm willing to split this pot with someone because there's two of us now and we have complementary skill sets. So I think if someone's great at talking to people, if someone's willing to do videos and write blog posts, that's an asset. Um, if it's just someone that wants to be the ideas guy or the ideas girl, I would say run from that. Um, I tell our team here, I'm like, ideas are ideas are worth nothing. Everyone has a million ideas, but who can actually execute them? Um, so think about skill sets in a partner. And then for those of you that hire, um, find those areas of expertise and say, okay, we can run with this. This is enough to work with them. It looks like someone would like you to post the inspection company that you had mentioned that does the blog. All right, so we've got another one here. If you join a multi-inspector firm, do you know what the typical percentage cut is? Um, it, it's going to vary, but it's going to be anywhere from, you know, 30 to 50%, um, of the job. Some, there is a, a little bit of a, uh, transition to hourly payment. Um, so that's gonna, that, that could vary all over the board, but yeah, I'd say you're looking at 30, 50%, maybe a hundred bucks a pop if it's like an ancillary service. Um, and so, yeah, depending on how big the company is, if you're looking at joining a multi, look at their footprint, um, you know, if they're in an organization like IEB, that's Inspector Empire Builder, um, I think they're going to be better off because that is a coaching and mentor organization that is growing some of the biggest and best companies in the country. Um, they're going to be growing fast. Um, but yeah, look for market share, look for, you know, ask them their numbers, find out kind of all the things that you're going to want to know if that's going to be putting food on your table. Um, 
Good question. On the call center front, I will tell everyone, uh, if you're answering your own phone, which most of you will be a start or have a virtual assistant, uh, make your voicemail so great and so dynamic, letting them know that you're on an inspection, but they can go to your website um, you know, to book right away if they need to. Here's the URL. I think uh, it was a, he used an Android phone. I believe Android phones have a feature where it can automatically text whoever just called you a link or something like that to where it was like right to his online scheduler. And that's like a pretty amazing. And he says he saved a couple jobs because of that. So um, I think he mentioned it on the podcast might've been the last episode or two. I think it's Zach Knobloch if you're looking, um, you know, for recent episodes. All right. Yeah. That's all the questions I think I had. If we missed any, feel free to keep posting them. Oh, I think I just got one more. Let's see. Oh, and Robert, for the Spectora Spotlight to look at some of the videos, the YouTube videos and tutorials are going to be on youtube.com slash Spectora. So if you're looking for like tutorials, um, I talk, I have a lot of videos about marketing, about ways to reach agents. That's on our YouTube channel. If you're looking for the podcast, you need to go to Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts on your phone or tablet and, uh, and search for that podcast. You, you got to go into the podcast app um, or Spotify if any of you have Spotify or Overcast or Podbean, search for Spectora Spotlight there. Just wanted to clarify that. All right. So we just got one in from Jacqueline. Um, for apprentices, do I need to buy an account for them as additional inspectors when they are temps? Um, so there's two ways to handle this. So you can have them set up a free trial account and they can do as many free trial inspections on that account for free. Um, but then once they are contributing to live inspections and they're going to, their name's going to be on it. Yeah. You would add an uh, add on account for them. Um, uh, because at that point you're, you're benefiting from them. They're adding to inspections, but they can always create a separate free trial with a, uh, like an, another non-company email, um, to just practice. Michael, that's so cool. Random interaction with Adam, uh, Pontier, Pontier. I, I always get his name wrong. Um, very cool that you know him. He's thriving and, and kicking butt. He's a great one to learn from um, and super personable. So I think a lot of people will be reaching out to him. And I want to remind everyone too, like this, this is kind of the, what, this is the experience of, I think, working with our company, Mike and I are so, we're, we live and breathe this business and our support team and onboarding team. Like this is the energy we bring to everything. And so um, we're doing tons of webinars, putting out tons of content. So we, we would love for everyone here that's really looking at this to, to, to make this a living and really thrive in this industry. We want you to join the family because I think we're all about uplifting anyone that's down with InterNACHI and anyone that's thinking about making this into a good living, the, all the opportunities there. I think you're, you're in the right places if you're with InterNACHI and you're here um, and just keep focused on staying around those types of people. And thank you, Jacqueline. Looks like um, Thomas would like to know, how do I protect our template if we add another inspector? Um, so in Spectora, when you add an inspector, you can, you can add or delete their permissions. So there's a team page basically that says, hey, I don't want to even let them edit our template. Um, so they, they won't have access to edit the template. It just shows up in their mobile app to do the inspection for the day when you assign it to them. So you can designate permissions in the team page when you add an inspector. Um, so you can rest assured that, you know, they're not gonna, um, you know, do anything like that. And then I would also say, make that explicit and put it in writing, um, make a legal, you know, as part of your legal, um, document when they onboard with you, let them know that, um, they are absolutely not able to export the template and share it, um, or there will be legal action that 
typically makes most people, you know, dissuades most people from doing something like that. So looks like Tim is asking, what is your best advice for speeding up the inspection and entering info into Spectora? Um, I would say, okay. So if you're say you're doing a mock inspection on your house, I would say go through and think of all the things that are the same 90% of the time, right? So some, some inspectors tell me, Hey, there's a loose toilet on every house based 95% of houses, all those, the top five things that are, are present 95% of the time, go into your template and check those to be checked off by default. So what that means is when you start your report, those things by default are going to be checked off. You only need to uncheck it if it's not present. Um, otherwise you're literally just tapping the photo button in the app, taking a photo, um, and boom, you're done with that defect. If that saves you a couple minutes, maybe times five, now you're talking 10 minutes, 20 minutes. So I think thinking in terms of smart defaults, um, is one point, right? So make things default that are always there. Um, two, um, take the pictures within the defect. So if you're within, um, you know, siding and there's cracked siding, take that picture within the defects and then do the annotation, draw your arrow. And then that picture is slotted already. So you're, you don't even really have to do anything for that. When you get home, if you bust through that barrier of doing that on site, um, I think you're, it's going to go a long way to your efficiency. And I will also say, mention to your clients and agents that, Hey, you're just going to get bored following me around. And I'm not able to be as efficient, um, and catch everything. If you're, if we're, if you're right on my hip, I appreciate questions. Let's save them till the end. We'll meet up every 30 minutes or an hour throughout this inspection that gives you the breathing room to really be able to slot those pictures in the app and get through that a lot more efficiently. Um, and also make certain sections and items optional with Inspectora. So then like a garage, like a garage, maybe there's not a garage on every house you do. You don't want that. And you don't want that to be an item there that you have to delete or that you have to put not present for just don't have it show up unless it's there, then you can add it. Are illustrations a part of the report? Uh, they're not, I, I looked at trying to license a, a group of them. There's just not a lot of you know, options there. So um, I would pop into our user group. Um, and if you don't know how to access our user group, go to um, just sign up for a free trial. And then there's a link um, we're going to send you for the Facebook user group and just ask. I, so many of our inspectors share collections of these illustrations. Um, I bet you, I bet you I could find you a collection of a hundred of them for no cost. Um, but write into our chat bubble too, and, and ask for that link to the user group and then ask in there if anyone's willing to share those illustrations, but you could buy them for, I think a hundred or 125 bucks. If you just type in home inspection illustrations into Google, I bet. All right. So I have one last question that I'm going to bring up here. Um, so Tom was asking in speaking of the use of technology in today's world, what are your thoughts on live inspections with clients that cannot attend? Um, I, th I think it's cool. I think some inspector, I think it's harder to do than we think. I think some, some inspectors are using Facebook live, um, YouTube live. Some of them are, are kind of piping that in with clients. Um, I think if, if you think it's a marketable thing, you can embark on that technology. Anytime you're streaming or using video, just know it is going to still be fairly taxing or expensive on whatever device you're using. It's going to eat up bandwidth on certain things. So I think there's something to it in the future. Um, I think as video compression and costs keep going down and video just becomes more and more prevalent, we'll probably be looking at ways to enable that down the road, um, especially in this COVID world, if this continues. Um, so clients can kind of follow along as you're doing it. 
otherwise they're perfectly okay with a, you know, a video after the fact, or if you do, you, if you zoom with them to go through the report, that's a kind of a tech enabled way to say, Hey, we're going to do a 10 minute zoom. Um, and we're going to basically do what we're doing right here. And you're going to see my face. You're going to feel the, the, you know, the care and the empathy, and you're going to, I'm going to talk you through it. I like that as a, maybe even an add-on. Hey, go into Spectora and make it, uh, make it literally make it an upsell add-on when they book an inspection, then it says, Oh, do you want to do a zoom walkthrough for 20 bucks? Boom. I just thought off the top of my head, I think I should tell more people about that. Um, can't find the John Robinson interview, Robert, you're going to need to go to the Apple or Google podcast app on your phone. That one was not on YouTube. Um, I, much, most of the interviews are not on YouTube. Most of them we did audio only. So, um, right into the chat, Robert, and I'll send you the link. Uh, support staff is free on our platform. So if you have someone that just answers phones, just does admin work, um, just books inspections, they're free on Spectora. You can add them on your team page. Perfect. Um, no, I want to thank everybody. These are amazing questions. This has gone so well in terms of the you know first virtual conference. Um, it says a lot about you all, the fact that you figured this out, you're writing in great questions. Just keep that energy and stay connected in any way you can to that positive momentum energy. Um, and we're, we're here to kind of be your partner in that. So anyone's, anyone can shoot me an email, kevin at spectora.com with questions. Um, Again, anything we can help with if you need any links. If you write into our chat, there's Katie, Megan, Lulu, and Maddie. They're all absolute sweethearts. They're all, they'll all hold your hand. Um, Brittany, you are awesome sauce. I appreciate that. Um, we have an emoji that we use for awesome sauce and, uh, internally as Vector. It's pretty fun. But um, yeah, write in, send us a GIF. We'll send a GIF back and have fun with it. I think we have to make this industry. Uh, we can make it what it is, right? So like, let's innovate together. Let's make it fun. Um, think of ways to, to kind of grow everyone's business together. So reach out um, again, Jasmine, thank you so much. You handled this so well. Um, I think you guys, you guys are setting this, like laying the groundwork and, and setting the standard, I think for doing um, virtual conferences. Well done.